The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Rogers News. From Reuters Breaking Views, I'm Jennifer Saba. And I'm Anthony Curry. And you're listening to The Views Room. 2018 has been a doozy of a year. And as it comes to a close, Brexit is a looming disaster. Several European countries are in turmoil, and the global market seem to be finally waking up to President Donald Trump and his various fights with China and his neighbors to the north and south. So as we come to a close, we here at Breaking Views put on our hats and think about what's in store for next year. And thankfully, we have on the line our uh, predictions editors, George Hay, Katrina Hamlin, and we want to give a shout out to Lauren Silva Laughlin, who can't join us today. So from London, we have George, and from Hong Kong, we have Katrina. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. All right. So let's start with George. Um, Our 2019 predictions book, if you could distill this book in one phrase, what would it be? Uh, high anxiety, which also happens to be the uh, the, the title of it. <laughs> okay, that's great. Nice work. <laughs> so, so I mean, obviously, Je- Jen's intro kind of alluded to that already. But, but how did you come up with with why was that the theme that you decided was the main thing to go for? Well, it's partly because we're all massive fans of the nineteen seventy seven Mel Brooks film of the same name. It's also more pertinently. It just seems like to us, um, as the year ends and 2019 starts, there's just too many things, too many big kind of binary outcome things that need to go right for investors to feel anything other than a bit edgy. So if you were to identify the, the, the top two or three things that you are, you think investors should be most worried about or most anxious about, what would they be? Well, probably, first of all, um, equity valuations are kind of in the stratosphere. Um, if you If you look at this kind of rather pointy head, cyclically adjusted uh, price earnings ratio. In uh, in historic terms, it's basically we're as high as we've ever been um, at the same level as the Wall Street crash in 1929 and second only to uh, the dot-com bubble in 2000, um, which obviously didn't end amazingly well. Um, and so we're starting off from a very kind of high equity valuation place. And then secondly, I suppose, like... Just geopolitically, there are just as many things as you like that can go wrong. There's a, there's a massive trade war going on um, between the U.S. and China, which is in abeyance at the moment, 90-day kind of tariff freeze, but like that could all kick off again. There's Brexit happening in the U.K. We'll know by March whether that's going to be um, extremely painful and GDP sapping or um, a kind of softer... Uh, and a kind of low-fat version. But either way, it's not looking good for the UK. There's Italy kicking off against the European Union on its budget. Um, There's Mohammed bin Salman in uh, Saudi Arabia with all the stuff to do with the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And the question, the critical question really, about whether uh, the US Congress is going to um, sanction him personally is, is I suppose, the risk. And that could kind of uh, make a mess of the, the, or at least, um, render completely uncertain the future of the oil market. So that's a few things. It's pretty, pretty, pretty um, anxiety-inducing, I'd say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, thanks, man. I might have to just go and sit down and, and take a breather. Okay, Katrina, let's uh, turn to you now. Let's first talk about China. What's happening there? Well, I, th- I think the greatest anxiety is really focused on the trade war. And um, 
there's there's a sense in, in our predictions, but that the trade war could get even more personal. We've seen um, the Huawei CFO, um, Meng Wanzhou, detained in Canada, and a lot of people have, have sort of thought that might be to do with the trade war tensions. And now there's this fear of uh, retaliation. A couple of Canadian executives um, have already been detained in China. Um, and in our predictions book, Pete Sweeney suggests that we might even see US executives being detained next. Uh, it sounds kind of outlandish, I know, but there is sort of a precedent for this. There have been situations in China where managers and executives um, have been held, you know, sort of as bargaining chips. So uh, there is a lot of anxiety around around that. All right, Katrina, um, outside of China, what else is going on? Uh, let, let's let's turn to India. So um, in India, there's an election in the year ahead, and our columnist, Yuna Galani, who's based in Mumbai, thinks that if uh, Modi can strengthen his mandate in that election, then he might have the opportunity to push through new reforms. And in particular, she thinks that he is going to be interested in pursuing a privatization drive and trying to trim back the bloated state sector. Okay, so that actually, that actually, I mean, that doesn't quite fit into anxiety, which is good. George, what else have we got that doesn't make us feel like we should just go stick our heads in the sand and and, and keep it there for a year? Well, I mean, there's there's a number of um, individual companies that could do quite well, um, somewhat surprisingly, do quite well next year. Um, I mean, one of the ones which. Um, uh, <laughs> Slightly contrarian take that we're we're going given that everyone persistently thinks they're a, a disaster area is Deutsche Bank. Um, basically, if you look at where Deutsche Bank's trading in terms of its share price and relative to book, it's a it's a complete disaster. But uh, next year, if if you get a kind of trend of rising rates, um, that should be good for its main kind of flagship business, which is fixed income trading, and. If that is the case, then it should kind of uh, all the people who bought in now, real, real bombed out valuations, will be feeling pretty happy. Um, there's also we've also got kind of um, various other uh, big companies that we think will do big deals or do quite well. We think Rio Tinto will um, reverse the trend for big and big miners to uh, sit on their big piles of cash. We think they're going to buy Freeport and McMoran. Um, well, okay, which be. 16, 17 billion dollar uh, deal, and that's mainly because they're really keen to get into copper. And copper, because of the trade war, um, the price of it has kind of come off quite a bit. So that's hit valuations. Um, we also think that um, uh, we, we're looking at um, this Italian company called Moncler, um, as of the goose down jacket. We've just been uh, there's a similar kind of bombed out valuation effect going on in. Um, in Italy at the moment, where a lot of their kind of traditional um, figurehead luxury brands um, are relatively cheap at the moment. And we're just kind of looking forward. There's a slight crystal ball element to this, but we, we think um, potentially Moncler could be the kind of first Italian luxury aggregator, which is a bit like the obvious um, uh, the obvious kind of um, read across is LVMH in France, which owns just about every single luxury brand going. And it just hasn't happened um, for various reasons in, in Italy, but the combination of um, just luxury valuations being kind of um, under the gun a bit and Italy's ongoing political mess 
is we think that there's a chance that Montclair could be um, the next LVMH. So it's, it's, you know, there are some kind of good news stories. It's just um, there are probably more bad ones. Okay, Katrina, let's go back to Asia. So when the, rather than just trade wars, when we think about Asia, we often think about big tech. We think about, obviously, we mentioned Huawei already uh, and the C, uh, one of the executives being uh, arrested in Canada. But what's the, what's the overall scene or the overall feeling for what happens next year in big tech in Asia? Well, I think uh, recently we've been talking a lot about how high valuations have been and now in the year ahead there's a sense that uh, they might come down. Another theme that, that's come out a lot is uh, the potential for M&A and uh, my colleague Alec McFarlane has been thinking about some of the, the deals that might happen and one that he's um, suggested that I think is quite interesting is um, a company called ByteDance might be in a position to buy ByteD. Um, Baidu is, of course, the internet giant that runs a search engine, lots of other things, and it's one of the three companies in China's BAT acronym, Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent, kind of similar to the FANGs over in the US. Right, so, and, and, so, and who's, who's, uh, who's going to be buying this? Mm-hmm. Who, who is this company mm-hmm. that, that might buy Baidu? I don't, I'm, I'm going to be very um, Western. <laughs> I've, no, I've never heard of this company before. I, I, I don't... Blame you. It's not quite as well known as Baidu yet, but um, in China it's it's quite famous because uh, they run various um, news and video apps. So um, Tokyo and, and TikTok um, are some of the products that that I guess um, some of our listeners might have heard of. Although you haven't heard of ByteDance and you may not have heard of those products, it's actually um, valued at 75 billion now, which puts it on a par with Baidu and, and means it um, might really have the firepower to make this happen. Right. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's let's flip that around to you, Jen. Um, yeah. So funny you should talk about valuations because here in the U.S. and obviously global, I I was looking at a piece about Facebook, and my prediction is Facebook has peaked and its valuation is at way at its top, and that it should be basically probably one third less than what it is. So about two hundred and fifty billion dollars. Even though having already lost a fair bit from its peak earlier this year, you think it's got a lot more to drop. I think it has a lot more to drop. What else is gonna happen with Facebook? Is is Mark Zuckerberg gonna gonna lose the chairman's role? Is Sheryl Sandberg gonna lose her, her CRO role? Well, I mean, in theory they both should, but I don't think that's going to happen because Zuckerberg controls the company right. and he holds both the chairman and the CEO CEO role. And it's it's beyond, I think, um, his ability, frankly, to fix the problem that, that needs to happen. Really, what needs to happen is that Facebook's big issue right now is how they collect data and use that data to sell advertising. And to fix that would fundamentally change the business model right. and make it a smaller company. Yeah. So um, it, it will be interesting to see what happens uh, if he realizes that, okay, maybe I need to pull an Elon Musk, if you will, and, you know, step out step out of one of those roles. You mean, say on Facebook, I'm going to take the company private. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the more he and Sheryl Sandberg stay there, then the more um, grist for your mill of the stock price going down, I suppose. Cause yeah, I mean, and it may continue to go down, you know, even if somebody new comes in and thinks about, okay, we have to fundamentally rethink about the business model. But I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what should happen. All right, let's, let's leave the predictions for next year to one side. The point of doing these predictions is obviously we want to show how clever we are, and cleverness comes in part, I suppose, uh, not just from writing it, but from being right or from you know, trying to be right. Um, George, what if you look back at last year, what stands out as where Breaking View showed itself to be on top of its game? 
Well, um, I mean, the obvious one is uh, we wrote a story saying that uh, Bitcoin investors face total wipeout. Um, and um, I suppose you could kind of take us to task and say Bitcoin is now not literally worthless, but it is worth over three quarters less mm. um, than what it started the year at. So, um, and uh, Eddie Chandler, who wrote that piece uh, around this time last year, uh, got that pretty bang on. Um, we also said that um, the tech salad would come with a side of slaw next year, and slaw meaning Spotify, Lyft, Airbnb, and uh, WeWork would all go public. Um, only We've only had half a side of slaw um, because only half of them have, but we still think that's going to happen next year. We also thought that um, Amazon would get into um, soccer, uh, bidding for soccer, soccer rights, which they which they ended up doing. Although we didn't quite, we thought that would have an inflationary effect, um, and it had the opposite. Right. Um, so, so we got a number of kind of key things and you know specific things right, I'd say. Okay. Uh, so George, where did we mess up? What did we get wrong? Where did we miss the mark? Well, we said um, that Saudi Arabia's um, IPO of Saudi Aramco, their oil company, would take a path through China. We thought um, that rather than being listed in. Uh, London or New York, we thought China might have something to do with it. Um, that um, may still turn out to be uh, true, but it's not. It's unlikely to be true for the rest of this year because in the middle of the year, um, it became pretty obvious that the Aramco IPO had been shelved. Uh, and it probably, it's unlikely to happen, I would say, probably not even next year, um, maybe not even in 2020. But the um, the obvious that that kind of happened middle of the year, and then obviously we had all the stuff with the to do with the murder of uh, the Saudi journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Beyond Saudi Arabia, was there anything else that, that stood out to, to either you or to you, Katrina, about where you know we could have been a bit more precise or a bit less wrong? There are a number of things in Asia where I thought we were kind of half right. So we had a view saying there would be a deluge of scandals in Japan, especially corporate governance scandals and quality scandals. And I think with with the, the Nissan um, debacle kind of looming fresh in our minds, um, that, that definitely came true. Um, so that basically that, saved the prediction. That's, that's very nice of Carlos going yes, to do that for us. Yes, but then the prediction had a second half, which was that the deluge of scandals would drive change. And I'm not sure that we've really seen that yet. Mm. I'd like to think we have, but um, I think we still have a quite a long way to go. Um, and then another prediction that was kind of half right, uh, Alec McFarlane suggested that Hong Kong would start atoning for uh, missing out on the Alibaba listing. And in a, again, in a way, I think um, he was right, because the city has attracted quite a lot of tech listings over the last year, which suggests that um, we've managed to go some way towards um fixing whatever problems there were that, that, you know, meant it wasn't as attractive for tech companies. But those listings have done really quite badly. So, right. yeah, only, only kind of half success, both for Hong Kong and, and our prediction. One, one last one, uh, um, a European uh, one, which uh, we, we thought that um, uh, regulators would drive the next wave of European bank mergers. Um, that remains um, a cogent analysis apart from there haven't been any European bank mergers of uh, and in a way we're kind of like um, we've got a kind of um, time warp hedge or something because uh, 
Um, <laughs> we said that Deutsche Bank is going to do really well next year, but um, another possibility is they might um, uh, tie up with Commerce Bank as a kind of two drugs propping each other up against the bar. So. Um, you know, if, if we're wrong on Deutsche Bank, we will, if we're wrong on our 2019 prediction, we will have been right on our 2018 prediction. Oh, there you go. Well, what, what, what a fantastically positive note on which to leave uh, an anxiety-ridden podcast. Thank you, Katrina, and thank you, George, for coming on. No problem. Thank you. That's our show for this week. I'd like to thank our guests, George Hay and Katrina Hamlin. Hats off to our producers, Ross Shoulder and Freddie Joyner. And our final thanks go to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Check us out every day at breakingviews.com and subscribe to the Views Room on iTunes. We're going to be off the week of Christmas, but please join us again in the new year.